Hey, it's me. It's TK Johnson. I play Isabel Halfback on The Demon Plague, and you're listening to Redemption. This is Redemption, an actual play podcast set in the Star Wars role-playing game system, with Chris Burlew as the GM and also the droid R3A1. Yeah, but it'd be more fun to watch Isla do it, right? Andy Fox as the mysterious Duros Isla Zarla. Oh, um, by the way, we were sent by the Jedi. Kaylee Jung as the Twi'lek Jedi Knight Karel. You should run right now. May as the Twi'lek Jedi Knight Nisinda. Yes, maybe we should all have a talk. And Michael Waldschlager II as the Duros pilot, Tazi. Everybody grab your gloves and start helping with the offload. Episode 517, Stowaway Part 2. Having found the youngling Castian stowed away on board the ship, the crew try and hide him from Corel to little effect. The Jedi and the youngling have to work out what this all means before they drop out of hyperspace. Meanwhile... The crew continue on their mission of mercy to take a load of Bacta to an emergency relief effort that is in need. Very well. I will go and make that call now. It may take a couple hours to get an answer, but the moment I hear, I will let you know. And Krull kind of stands up and turns to leave, but just stops with her hand on the door. Believe me, I actually know what you're going through. Why do people keep on telling me they know what I am going through and what I need? I don't even know that. I'm just saying I have some experience with not feeling like I fit in and feeling like my emotions make me unfit to be a Jedi. I have some experience there, and I am sympathetic to you. So I appreciate that you're willing to give me this chance, and I'll take a chance on you. Cold silence. He looks away as if that's that's all he has to say on it. He no smart Alec response. He just looks away. Corel just nods quietly and leaves, but she does lock the snuggle pod behind her. Basically, she's going to try and put a call into the Jedi Temple, but we can come back to that if you want. Yep. So out on the bridge, Tazi, you are landing the ship in a small settlement on one of these white sandy beaches. Uh, it's a settlement where it doesn't have a proper spaceport. It's just like an area of the beach that is really wide and really flat and probably doesn't get flooded at high tide. Uh, it is a settlement that has some permanent buildings. Others are temporary shelters, uh, some of which are made from branches and thatched roofs, You know, scavenging from what the planet has to offer. Probably very traditional buildings for the, the locals of the planet, uh, while others are emergency medical tents that have been set up. You know, The classic white tents that are just ha- made to house as many people as cheaply as possible. Of course. Uh, is there a clear landing place that we will be able to offload the sheer amount of Bacta we have? Yes. Okay. Yep. So as you are, are landing, you can actually see a couple of people are heading in the direction of this wide open landing space uh, who are going to be able to help you with the offloading. All right. Tazi will put the ship down gently and then uh, he'll drop the cargo ramp and uh, get on the ship wide com. All right. We've landed. Everybody, uh, everybody out so we can help offload this back to Isla will show up and go to the, the cargo bay. Yep. Nascinda meets up with Isla at the cargo bay. All right. We see a D4 and A1 as they climb up out of the gunnery pod and head towards the back. 
once everybody's kind of gathered, Taz would be like, all right, Terrell did not come out of the engine bay. Everybody grab your gloves and start helping with the offload. We, got, we need to get this done quick. It looks like they got a, lot, a number of injured down there. Injured, Captain? Defarce. Uh, skip, skip the back to go down and give them a hand with them in the medical tents. Uh, they could use your expertise in assisting them in treating the injured. Farewell. What happened here? Uh, they'll have to tell you. The Jedi didn't really specify that we were just dropping the back off. No, they didn't. They didn't say. I mean, we should. We can ask the people. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. And there's several uh, several humans that have uh, approached to help out. Uh, one thing that you would know about Lamared is that it's actually often referred to as Little Mon Cal or Little Mon Calamari. It's a planet that the Mon Calamari have have colonized heavily. So there's absolutely other species that have been on the planet. I think Star Wars has very few planets that are single species entirely. Uh, certainly not ones that are connected. To the rest of the galaxy, but usually it's um, Moncal. You'd kind of expect a place called Little Moncal. It'd be Moncalamari who are helping. There's actually not a lot of droids, so like as D4 goes down, there's only humans out there to help, and they're actually kind of forming a bucket brigade. So, you know, the, a tank of Bacta is handed to one set of people, they hand it off to the next, to the next, and they are hand, you know, hand carrying it that way down to the medical tents. Uh, well, Isla will see try to find whoever looks like they're in charge. Yeah, there's a uh, a human woman. She is kind of uh, short, dark hair, dark skin. Um, her hair is very closely cropped to her, her head. Uh, and she is the first one there at the ship, so you can kind of... She looks as good as in charge as anybody else. Um, hi, I'm uh, Isla, first mate of the Corellitz Fang. Uh, what's, what's going on here? Uh, they've, uh been dealing with a fungal plague for uh, quite a while now, so uh, it's been affecting the the Moncals. I mean, as far as we know, it doesn't jump to other species. None of the humans have had a problem, but uh, if you've got any uh, other people on that ship, they may want to keep their distance. Uh, yeah, so Isla will, uh, calm, will calm the rest of the crew. Um, so, the Moncalmari on this, pla- on this place are being affected by, like, fungal issues so if anybody seems prone to those um stay on the ship i don't know tazi should should i be worried uh, why are you asking me should you be worried about a fungal plague because well because i'm a duro and i don't know if we like are. i mean we're i mean i i can't say that we are particularly susceptible to a fungal plague uh, I, I i've never gone through one myself hang on i'll, I'll be right out guys d4 are any of us at risk Oh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so D4, actually, you know what? I'm going to have you make a little roll here. Let's roll medicine. Yeah. What's the difficulty? Uh, we're going to make this... This is just an average difficulty check. Uh, two successes, two advantages, and a triumph. And one triumph? Yep. You would know that uh, while certainly amphibious species like the Moncal are more susceptible to fungal plagues than others, so long as no one's going up and like hugging or otherwise being very friendly with an infected person, there's absolutely no reason anybody else needs to stay off this planet. Okay. And actually, you wouldn't use Bacta to treat a fungal plague. Okay. Defar comes back as he's running towards the sick people. Uh, My understanding is that uh, amphibious species are far more likely to be infected by fungal diseases. Their evolution was not one that exposed them to funguses often. I believe if you just avoid 
physical contact with them, you will be fine. Okay, and they should be they should be better once they get the Bacta? No. Bacta is the incorrect cure for fungal diseases. Then why did we bring it? Then, yeah. So maybe it's not really a fungal disease? I cannot answer those questions. Isla, are you close enough that the the, per- the human you've been talking to would hear this calm conversation? Once there's any whiff of, like, this is a little weird, she would have, like, gone away. She would have, you know... But, yeah, that lady might be listening and looking for that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, since uh, you weren't expecting to get suspicious information like that, uh, the next time you look up, that woman is uh, wielding a blaster rifle at your face. Oh, man. I'm going to need you to keep handing over the Bacta and then get back on your ship and leave if you know what's good for you. All right, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Is the comm still open? That's exactly what, uh, is... I I didn't get your name. Uh, because I didn't give it to you, because it's not really important right now. What's important is that you hand over the last of that Bacta, and you get off of my planet. She's, uh, she's trying to intimidate you, uh, uh, Isla. Isla's pretty cool about it. She's she's gonna be like, yo, well, no, nobody... Nobody wants any trouble here. Uh, we can definitely give over all of the Bacta to you and uh, then leave because we have nothing else to do here but hand over the Bacta that won't actually help anybody. So um, why don't you uh, give me a... So you're basically defending against uh, uh, her coercion. So why don't you roll me discipline? Oh, I thought it was going to be maybe deception? Well, Arts, I will allow you to, instead of reacting to her, you can roll deception against her. Okay. Um, So I have two yellow and three green for deception. Do do you still want to go up against this person? Because you're going to have uh, uh, two red dice as your difficulty. Sure. Five successes. Wow. (laughs) Wow. 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 That definitely is equivalent of a triumph. Yeah. Uh, so my little, uh, and do you, ha- I mean, basically, she's going to, for some reason, because you are so confident in that delivery, yes. <laughs> that uh, she, she believes that you are going to be headed on your way. So she, uh, not, she hasn't, the, 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 Blaster rifle is still up, but, you know, she's pointed the the barrel down a little bit, so she could very easily jerk it back up if she felt threatened, but she's not pointed in your face any longer, more like at your toes. Well, can I establish that there is probably some sort of emergency code that we have on the Corralitz Fang? Yes. Um, Assuming that this is not my group. (laughs) If everybody else would like there to be an emergency code, I have no problem with that. I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to just put this out there. We've never discussed that before as a group. So I would love to say that, like, as far as Tazi's concerned, like, you can start throwing out what you think are code words, but I don't think Tazi's going to get them. Well, I got a triumph. We, we've, well, I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, if you want to flip a light side point, maybe, that we've had this discussion. Yes. Because, okay, because we haven't really... That's never come up in our in our actual game before, so... 
Well, that just seems like something at least Isla and uh, Nasinda would have done. Okay, well, if, if the two of you want to have that conversation, then, then, yeah, then cool. Because I mean, we, you and Tazi we, talked about safe words. Yeah, safe yes, words and not danger and words. Safe words and <laughs> you know, code words are different. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Nasinda and I have some sort of code words. So the, the light side point has been flipped. Yes, thank you. All right. Oh, it, just for Angela, Corel had heard this and yes. is coming out of the engineering bay and she's coming off the ship. So let me know when I arrive on this scene. It's whenever. Sure. I'm going to basically once uh, uh, Isla gets off her code word, we're going to vamp here for a second for Isla to, sure. to think of a code word. Yeah, no, no, that 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 sounds great. Yeah. After we've done this, we'll have some cold brew calf and just be on our way. Isla hates cold brewed calf, so that is the signal that there's something wrong. To Nasinda, anyway. Nasinda will try to make her way towards where Isla was, kind of non-suspiciously, but keeping out of line of sight of the woman. Angela, you said there was workers here. How many are there? Like, you said there's this one person here, but how many other, like helpers do, does she have? She has uh, three others. Okay, so there's four in all. Yes. Okay. And Isla, you would see as you were talking to this uh, to the person who still refuses to give you her name, uh, that those three other people yeah, that you know what, now that you're taking a second look, they're all armed, which seems yep. weird for this little tropical planet. They've all kind of slowed down in passing the Bacta. So right. uh, farther down, again, this this line, this human chain, uh, looks like there's legitimate people who are passing Bacta sure. and are like, wait, why is why uh, there should be more? And so they're starting to look a little confused. But you've got four people total here at the the right. foot of the cargo ramp who look like they are not the friendliest folks. So, uh, Corel, you wanted to be approaching. Are you, I, Nasinda, I heard you say you're trying to be stealthy about it. Corel, are you also? Oh, God, no. I come. No? Okay. I come straight down the loading ramp and I'm walking towards Isla and where this person is. As soon as you come striding onto that ramp, that heavy blaster comes right back up. Corel just sees that and based on what she's heard, she just reaches out with the force to rip the thing out of, out of uh, the woman's hands. All right, give me a roll. What is the check for that again? Uh, it is going to be versus their athletics. And it's a discipline check for um, a move. Yep, because everything's a discipline check when you're using the force. <laughs> yeah, this is why I have a huge amount of discipline. Uh-huh. What is their, uh, what is their athletics? Uh, that is going to be somehow... These pirates don't have athletics. Thank you, Star Wars adversaries. Uh, so it's just versus um, brawn. So average check to purple. Oof. Okay. Would you like to spend a dark side point to upgrade this at all? You know what? Since there are dark side points on the table, there's, yes. There's I would five. Like, yeah, you have five. There's four now. There's five. There's or four. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to flip two of those. Dang. One one more, Chris. If you, There you go. Thanks, bud. Carl got five successes and two threats. Do you want me to just take a couple points of strain for that? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So you also, how, where do you throw the, uh, do, do you take the, the blaster rifle for yourself? Do you throw it elsewhere? Uh, I basically just rip it out of her hands and toss it back up into the ship. Ah. So it probably clatters to the, to the feet of whoever's coming, anybody behind me on the loading ramp. Oh, um, by the way, 
We were sent by the Jedi. And Curl <laughs> pulls out her lightsaber, does not ignite it, but stands ready to do so. Okay, that sounds like we're getting into a combat adjacent situation. Uh, Nacinda, I'm going to, I'm not even going to make you roll stealth because obviously nobody is looking for you at this point. Yeah, there's a Jedi with a lightsaber. Yeah. (laughs) So, Nacinda, you can establish, like, where do you want to be hiding? What do you want to be setting up? Like, you can do that before we get into initiative so you don't have to spend maneuvers or anything on it. I would have been outside, like, outside of the cargo bay, kind of looking around the camp and any of the boxes that's around. And when I heard the call for coffee, I would have tried to navigate behind one of the larger crates at the base or near the base of the ramp. So you've actually gotten off the ship and you're yeah, on when, the Yeah, when people were unloading. Cool. That works for me. So that is where you're going to set up. So why don't we roll some initiative? That sounds cool. Even our people on the ship who don't know what the hell's going on yet. Great. Oh. Uh, three successes, three advantages for Tazi. Three successes, one advantage. Three successes, one advantage. Five successes, one advantage. Oh, Dang. No. Uh, I had one success with one advantage. Ah, uh, good job, A1. He's not the quickest. Is D4 going to be in this combat? Or no, he's he? helping people. Okay. He was told specifically to go help people. So no D4? That's fine. Well, sometimes he really likes killing people. Sometimes he really mm-hmm. likes he- healing people. He was given a very specific order of go help people. I mean, he can help us kill people. Would they have allowed him into the tents or would they have stopped him? D4, you've certainly been hearing the calls on the comm from, uh, from Isla up to you whether you understand the cold-pressed calf code. Uh, but when you get to the tents, um, nobody sees... Uh, people are finding excuses to keep you away. Uh, you know, there's things like, oh, actually, could you help us lift this thing of Bacta? And uh, actually, we need you your help um, moving a couple of supply pallets over here. You're kind of being used for everything except you've been designed for. But they say they really need your help. He helps. He helps. All right, and uh, well, casting, you're locked up in the the snuggle pod. Just in case, uh, I, I rolled once, uh, one success, one advantage. But Castian right now is in the snuggle pod. All right. I'm really sorry for locking you out of the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally fine. Totally fine. I'm just here to give you guys the moral, uh, Wait, the moral qu- quandary. Did Corel seal um, the pod? Yeah, she locked you, it. You could totally she didn't, like weld it. it she locked it though. She locked okay. it, but uh, uh, there's work. Don't worry. I, I, I'm having fun. I, I have plans. You guys are good. At a dramatically yeah. appropriate moment, we can find something for, for Castian to do. Um, so our, Castian's um, going to figure out how to launch the snuggle pod. Just watch. Oh, no. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'd help us. It's a, actually, the snuggle pod has been it's, modified. This is canon for us. That if it's launched in an atmosphere, it just falls off. Yeah, it's it's the safest. <laughs> it is the safest escape pod we have. Yes, it is. So the pirate captain that Isla has been talking to rolled um, two successes, three advantages, and one triumph. Oh, so nice. So she gets to go first, and while she had that. Uh, the, the blaster rifle on her. She, it was not her only armament. She also has a vibro knife. So she pulls that out of her... She has a, 
a thigh holster. So that was very close to her hand. She's able to just pull it out. And Isla, she's going, no, Isla, you are not the most threatening person here. Um, she fair. is somewhat, probably not the smartest, but she's going to bum rush the Jedi. Oh, okay. And let's see if Corel gets to have a really stunning entrance with that lightsaber if Corel so chooses. So, uh-huh. I've got a melee defense of one. Melee defense of one. Okay. And rolling. Oh, they failed. No advantages, no threats, just straight up fails. So this um, pirate captain, this uh, short squat woman, has a vibro knife in her hand, Corel, and she comes rushing at you snarl on her face she's going for your gut how does she fail literally corell just turns her body 90 degrees to the side and lets the woman stab go right by her you should probably surrender now (laughs) she growls in anger at you she obviously has no intention of surrendering quite yet uh nasinda out there still on the beach there's still three um three minions three other pirates who are readying their blasters Nacinda would look around and looking at the incident between the woman and Corel. Yeah, they do not. Nobody knows that you exist yet. Nacinda will pull her blaster pistol out from where she's at, and she will try to try to take a shot at the woman. All right. Go right ahead. She has no defense. Okay. So, uh, rolling. Four successes and three advantages. Oh, does that crit for you? Yes, it does. All right, so why don't you roll a d100 for me? 36. Yeah, 36 uh, is a stinger. So uh, describe hitting this person in such a way that they're going to have uh, an additional difficulty to their next check. One more purple die is added to their next check. Okay, so when I fire the shot off, it... I'm assuming she's looking away, so I'll hit her in the back. Um, Yeah. Again, heroes. Trying to actually aim sort of for her hand, but I will hit the back of her shoulder that she's using to hold the gun. Mm -hmm. And hopefully she drops it or maybe makes her arm go limp. And so she can't use it effectively. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. You, uh, she doesn't. She's not going to quite drop the the vibro knife, uh, but you definitely see her stagger a little bit. She probably runs into the side of the the Krowlitz fang at this point. Um, she's looking banged up, like more than just certainly more than just her pride has been injured here. Her pride was injured when she missed uh, uh, Corel, and now you've actually winged her here. Uh, so she's going to have a, a more difficult time using that weapon. Uh, if she gets a chance to come back. And how much? Uh, how many successes did you have? Um, to figure out damage? Do, 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 do. Uh, four. Four. So is that a... Just because she had a... Uh, the stat had a blaster pistol. So is that six damage? Yes. Yeah, Altogether, ten? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. And I'll stay where I'm at. I don't want to move. Okay. Then next up, uh, Tazzy, you've heard a blaster pistol go off and, and uh, command to surrender. Were you on the ship? Yeah, Tazi there's also a blaster ship. rifle game bouncing into the. Yeah, into the so hallway. like literally, like seconds after a blaster rifle comes skipping across the the deck plating, there's a blaster shot, a yell to surrender, and then does this this pirate actually runs onto the ship? That's uh, that's what I think was happening when Corel said that she because Corel was standing on the cargo ramp, right? I was I probably caught down to the foot of the cargo ramp, so she's right. probably right. I don't know if she kept going or if she's standing next to me. 
All right, so she hasn't made it all the way onto the ship, but she, this you see this this ob- now it's very obvious that she is some sort of pirate captain, uh, and she's standing kind of in the middle of the cargo ramp. Is she wearing a red sash? Should should she be? Well, you said pirate captain, so I'm assuming. Uh, a, she, she is it not. A, it it's a, not it quite that. Joke. We're not giving a, a re- okay. literal red flag okay. to her. No, no literal red flag. Okay. Upon hearing the gunfire, Tazi will kind of drop uh, the end of the back to container he was holding, and uh, he'll pull his uh, dragon eye and kind of walk to the edge of the ramp. Did Isla ever give that back to you? Well, he has two. Oh, that's right. Uh, so he pulls his uh, secondary dragon eye and uh, walks to the edge of the cargo ramp uh, to see this uh, woman standing in front of him. Yep, woman standing on in front of you and holding three a, more holding a minions. Yes. Uh Tazi's gonna quick draw the pistol and uh and then take a pot shot at her. So as I said, she has no defense. So go ahead and uh roll an average difficulty check. Yeah. Okay. So that's a triumph. My my failures and my success is washed, but I still have the triumph, so that's one success and uh three advantages, which triggers the crit. On the dragon eye. So you critted a plus 10, plus whatever your vicious level is, and what are your bonuses to crit because of your talents? Well, yeah, lethal blows at rank of 2 adds plus 10 per rank of lethal blows to any crit injury. So you're at plus 30 now. Yep. Total. Wow. Base damage of 13. 86 for the crit roll. So 116 for the crit roll. 116 uh, gets us to blinded. Uh, so Tazi raises his uh, dragon eye and says, uh, uh, not today, not your day, and uh, and fires off just a single shot, and I'm assuming if she's blinded, it is uh, crossed her field of vision, or mm-hmm. possibly even like literally gone right across the bridge of her nose as she was coming up the plank. Um, so that is 13 damage. Uh, actually, wait, 13, 14 with the, other, with the success. And again, the crit. So, so she falls to the ground, clawing at her face, uh, shouting in agony uh, as she's had the, taken this blaster hit so close to her face. Uh, she is she's she's down. Do you want her to just be taken out, or if if she like was blinded and fell, and she is effectively out of the combat, Tazi would have. Uh, if there's any other members of this, this these uh, locals on the ship, he would turn his pistol on them and direct them off the ship. They're at the base of the cargo okay. ramp, all with guns drawn, but are not looking too eager about doing anything after seeing what just happened to their leader. So if they're at the end of the cargo ramp near Corel, Tazi will walk up behind the the, the pirate captain kind of pick her up a bit by her collar it's not very strong so we can't lift her to her feet (laughs) but he'll simply like take the base of the dragon eye put the barrel against the the back of her head and be like is this how we want this to go they're all looking very nervous and and kind of exchanging glances amongst each other they haven't quite made the full-on decision to run because i want corell and isla to be able to do something so they're obviously on the brink of getting out of here uh Karel or isla what would you like to do to further encourage these ne'er-do-wells that they should be elsewhere i think isla is just gonna stick her hands in her pockets and say and we're not the ones who are good at combat <laughs> so i think that's an intimidation 
I, you don't need to to roll. I, okay. Uh, at this point, they're they're very well intimidated. So uh, two of them are going to just drop their guns and run. Uh, there's at the you know this is a, a wide beach, but then there is some uh, uh, jungle beyond it. You know, deep, thick rainforest. And two of them drop their weapons and just run into it. The third one is looking like he's thinking about being a big man and and making a stand but you can see him quaking in his boots his knuckles are white on his blaster as he's doing the mental arithmetic of is today the day that he makes a name for himself going up against a jedi one-on-one we have a second jedi too they don't know that yet are we not supposed to tell them that like no it's okay obviously isla's trying to intimidate him but i want you to have a chance to do something too i'm walking towards him my lightsaber's out, but it's not activated. If he shoots, I'm activating it. But I'm just walking over to him, and I'm just like, you should run right now. Uh, um. Boo. Okay. <laughs> and he runs off into the woods. He keeps his weapon. Good choice. But he does run real fast. Right. After these people uh, take off running, do we see anybody else from the camp retreating or running away because they see that bad stuff is happening? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, so... D4, you would see, have heard you know, the blaster fire going on closer to the ship, and as that is happening, some of the people who'd been trying to distract you, they take a couple of steps towards the ship, they see their captain go down, and they decide that they're going to also run into the jungle. Oi! Did you hear they have a Jedi with them? Run! Run! Get out of here! Jedi! Jedi! Oi! D4 shrugs his shoulders. Huh. Interesting. Then he just starts helping people. This is this is common for him. D four, as you go into the um, the medical tents, mm-hmm. you can see certainly there are many moncal there that have obviously succumbed to this type of fungal plague. It's I mean, you're a droid, so you have no real aesthetic sense, I'm sure, but it's not a pretty sight as it literally looks like. Um, fungus, like mushrooms are growing on some of these people. Others have like kind of black spots, like they've begun to mildew. Uh, and obviously there's not enough medicine here to take care of them. You also see some humans who are there and a couple of other species. Uh, you know, there's a, a stray rhodian, a couple of quarians, and they are injured. They're absolutely injured. They haven't succumbed to the fungal plague. It looks like they've taken some blaster shots. Okay. D4 just says loudly, Who can tell me what is going on here? One of the Mon Cal who is uh, there as a doctor who has not succumbed to the fungal plague yet, uh, he pulls down a medical mask that he'd had over his face. And he says, We've been dealing with these these pirates. They, they knew that they were going to be able to uh, con some medical supplies out of people. They've been doing it for weeks. You guys aren't the first uh, that have tried to help but the first ones that came with did i hear right you've got a jedi two but we don't need to get into semantics i just need to know what is infecting you all it's a cyclical problem on this planet Uh, we're not the hardiest of species this isn't our native world so every 30 years or so there's a cycle of fungal plague then if you know what happens every 30 years why would you stay here on the 30th year? Would you not just leave for a year? It's our home. We're not going to to leave. Interesting. What is the cure? I mean, there we don't have a cure yet. We've got treatment. Uh, usually it's successful. 
some years the strain is worse than others and of course the very young the very old they are more susceptible than others there's always a mortality rate it's it's not something that can be avoided where is your lab i would like to see your research uh of of course um I've, i mean you're we we have another medical center a couple of, of clicks down the the beach here has more of the, the research there but uh we've got a, a terminal you can access most of it very well uh, where is the quarantine area the uh th- th- this is it excellent and d4 just starts walking towards the other medical facility he comes back to the ship i'm heading to the medical facility I believe I can help them in their research. This is a problem they have not been able to resolve. Okay, D4. Hey, since you're talking to their medical staff, have you seen a Dr. Saya, or have you met one? Can you ask around? He turns around and loudly to the whole tented area. Is there a Dr. Saya here? Paging Dr. Saya. You are needed at the front of the tent. The Mon Calamari doctor that had been talking to you runs up to you, D4. Where did you hear that name? On my comm. They're, they're not here. They've, they've passed away. That is unfortunate. How instrumental was, were they with the research on this? They were the first ones to create a treatment. Heck. But they, uh, they passed away in a... There was a flu four, five years ago. And that is one that jumped from species to species. It absolutely ravaged our people. Very well. You have been most helpful. Thank you. Just, um, don't go don't go saying the, the, those names. You know, it's very painful to, to be reminded that these, these heroes are no longer amongst us. Very well. And then he takes a step away, then turns around. I am assuming you mean emotional pain when I mention these names. Yes, of, of course I mean emotional pain. I am still learning the difference. Thank you. Right, right. Uh, I'm going to go back to working on my patients without the threat of being shot in the back for not providing enough Bacta for the pirates, if you don't mind. I would appreciate your assistance in this. And then he starts to walk away, and then, since the comma's still open, he says, Did you all hear that? Yeah, I did. Um, Yeah, uh, uh, D4, did you have any extra Bacta on the ship? We've got uh, someone here I could... I'd like to have a conversation with. There are several crates still on the ship and around the ship. Good, good point. Maybe that was not the, the brightest question. I meant some in an easily accessible and usable form. Oh, of course. In the medical bay. I'm going to go grab a stim back. Uh, Corel, can you watch her? Um, uh, yeah. I guess she's not going anywhere. But Here, yeah. Tazi, use one of mine. And she tosses you a stim pack. And Corel drops off the comm at that point. I need to go talk to Castian. Um... Can you find out if there are any more pirates that need to be dealt with? We can't leave these people if they're just going to come back. I mean, I think most of the pirates ran off into the, the distance here. So right, but sure they have to have a base or something, so we should take care of that before well, we leave. I'll, I'll do what I'll find out what I can from uh, I'll find out what I can from this one here once uh, she's up to talking. Okay, thanks. I'm going to go talk to the boy. Yeah, uh, Tazi will bend down and, and apply a stim pack to the pirate captain. You know your way around a, a first aid kit, so you're able to do that without a problem. Nacinda will walk up only after Corel goes in the ship and stand next to Isla. Well, I guess we're going to go pirate hunting. Some more tracking, huh? Yep. Well, I mean, we uh, can probably find out where they are without having to track them down. 
I mean, I do have, you know, their Great captain here. The way. <laughs> Everyone rolls up. Yeah, but it'd be more fun to watch Isla do it, right? And he kind of bumps Tazi, right? Uh, sure, sure, sure. And then he looks at Isla. All right, where do we start? Well, I think we can start the way that the pirates ran off. <laughs> Isla and Nasinda, as you are looking in the direction of the where the pirates ran off, because um, indeed that is a very good place to start. And they left plenty of tracks because it is a sandy beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do see um, a Mon Calamari man uh, approaching the, the ship. As you're looking out uh, along the beach, you, you can't help but notice somebody else approaching. He's not dressed like a pirate. In fact, he's wearing a medical coat. Oh. Hmm. Hi, who are you? Uh, hello, yes, I'm, uh, Administrator Aaron. Um, is this the the ship that the medical droid came from? Yes. Probably. Uh, Probably? Were there, is there, did you not bring a medical droid with you? Yes, we brought a medical droid. He went over to the tents. Yes, yes, I, I have I have met him, and he's actually on the way to our primary facility. He thinks that he can help with our our research. However, he had a a, a name. Um, yeah, D four. He, he mentioned we call him D four. No, he was he was asking for 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 doctors. I understand you have a a Jedi on your ship. Could I perhaps speak to them? Oh, well, there's one right in front yeah. of you, Nasinda. Here's, here's Nasinda. Yeah, sure. Uh, would we be able to? And he looks around at uh, at Tazi and Isla. I mean, no offense, but I I do believe this is a, a matter that should be kept private. Okay. Well, I mean, there's no one else around except the four of us. So. And I'll just tell them after you're gone. I well, this is something that I believe should only be heard by a, a Jedi and then probably kept private. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's go over here and have a discussion. And there, as they step aside, Corelli, when you reach the snuggle pod, I, do you, do you knock or anything? No, I unlock it. Actually, I unlock it, then I knock. There's uh, he doesn't say anything. Then I open it. It's an empty snuggle pod. <sighs> Kark, seriously? And Corel just stops and closes her eyes. I'm going to reach out with the force to detect where the nearest force users are. I'm pretty familiar with Nascinda, so I assume anybody else is going to be Castian. You do feel very faintly in the jungle, deep in the jungle, far farther than Castian could go. Uh, but there is somebody deep in there. Wait. A but perhaps more closely. Yes, uh... You feel, uh, and I think the other Jedi, as you are uh, walking off with the Mon Calamari, uh, you turn around like to go into a, like a, a, an area near the corridor, and there's Castian, just kind of staring up at you uh, too. And uh, the doctor, the Mon Calamari doctor, uh, pauses as he spots Castian, and there is recognition mm-hmm. in that doctor's eyes. Castian doesn't doesn't seem to know him, but he's just kind of standing there, and he waits for a second before saying, "Hi, I'm Castian. I'm. Have we found my mom, my dad yet?" So Carell, he's still on the ship. Okay, Carell basically comes around the corner as you say that, and Nasinda, if you're looking at Carell, you can see that she is heartbroken about 
what about something it's in her eyes but she's trying to make the face while being completely impassive and she walks up behind castian just puts a hand on his shoulder castian i need to talk to you about your parents i've got news for you uh <clears throat> the mon calamari he clears his throat he looks down at castian and he kind of probably has a, a face very so, an expression very similar to uh to Carell's, uh, obviously looking extremely alien and different because Twi'lex and Mon Calabari have very different facial structure. But it's the same, and certainly anybody that is attuned to empathy and emotions would get the same feelings from from both of you. Um, while the, um, the Mon Calamari is obviously very conflicted. And he just says, um, yes, if, if you don't mind... Ma'am, I, I do think that it's best that the, the boy be uh, taken aside while I speak to the Jedi here. She kind of quirks an eyebrow, but nods. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I wasn't aware there was more than more than one on the ship. It's uh, we, we don't often get your, your type out here. I, I, I'm sorry that sounded offensive. I mean, um, this just isn't a, a place that Jedi normally notice. And to have to have two of you here is uh, quite a, well, it's an, an honor and a surprise. And it's very overwhelming. Well, if there's something you need to speak with Nasinda about or a Jedi about, you can speak with us. And Krell actually puts both hands on Castian's shoulders, kind of standing behind him. The three of us are from the Jedi Order. Yes, maybe we should all have a talk. Um, um, uh, Isla, can you, uh, can you, give me your help me, give me a hand with this, uh, this lady here and get her up into the medical bay. Fine. I want to hear, but I guess we'll have to, nothing. Okay, cool. Bye. I'll bring you some coffee later, Isla. As, uh, Isla and Tazi give the Jedi their space, the Mon Calamari doctor, he looks down at Castian and he says, uh, so you're... Castian Saya. Yeah, I'm here to see my mom and dad now. You've made a very long trip. It's been a long time. Yes, I, I'm. I'm sure it has. Um, we, we we never met, but I uh, I, I I I've known your parents, and uh, finer people I'd never worked alongside. They're amazing. My mom's really smart. She wrote a paper on slugs. And it was a, a fine paper. I, uh, I helped her edit it, you know. Y- you missed some grammar mistakes. Oh, well, uh, perhaps uh, you can proofread my papers sometime when you're a little bit older. No, I'd rather see my parents now. I'm uh, uh, afraid that's not going to be possible, Castian. They're, uh, they're not here. Did, did they move? It's something like that. Um... Corell kind of holds up one hand to the Moncal and slowly turns Castian so he's facing her and she crouches, not like trying to get down on his level, but so he doesn't have to look straight up at her. And she just says, Castian, your parents are no longer... Ma'am, I really, I really he, would uh, he can prefer if... I, I, ma'am, it, it's actually very uh, important that I speak with the adults separately. Then, Nasinda, can you take uh, her to the common area? Yeah. You I'll take be right care there. Castian. Thanks. Come on, Admiral. And Corell gives the Mon Cal a little bit of a hard look, but just nods. The, the Mon Calamari is obviously getting a little frustrated here. Uh, 
is he's trying to convey things and it seems like the Jedi are are not going along with what he wants. But of course, obviously, he needs to be respectful to the Jedi and there's the complicating factor of the child here. And he's just... uh, he kind of harumphs a little bit, putting his, his hands in the, the pockets of his, his medical coat. It'd really be for the best if, uh, if perhaps, this is, Castian, this is your home, right? Why don't you, uh, th- the beach is wonderful this time of year. Would you like to go splash in the water? Just for a minute. You could stay here and finish this conversation with them, but but then come find me and then we can go see my parents. And Castian uh, looks towards out the out the 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 back of the ship, which is still open down the ramp. And you do see he's excited. This is his home world. He hasn't been here in years, and he immediately uh, runs down towards the sand, uh, pulling off his boots, leaving the two Jedi with the Mon Cal. Uh, just for briefly, he's only going to be gone for like a minute, maybe two. But he's he's close, but not uh, in earshot. Right now, he's just putting his hand, uh, his feet in the sand and smiling. And A one actually follows Casting out onto the beach. Aww. Come on, A one, quickly! And then afterwards, you can meet my parents. Okay. I apologize for raising my voice like that. Uh, it was. Uh, I, I just. It's a complicated situation. Nacinda reaches out and offers a hand to help Corel up. Corel takes it and just gestures for the Moncal to go into the common area. State your business. What I told the droid, it's what everybody here believes, but the actual story's more complicated than that, and I don't I don't understand what happened with the kid. I don't understand what the Jedi do, but I don't think that we should tell him a direct lie, if it can be avoided. Well, I'm going to tell him what happened to his parents. If the story is not what I've been told, I need to know. The story is, they could be dead for all I know. After their kid was taken away, his parents, you know, they they tried to make the best of it. You know, they, they, they bought what the Jedi was selling, that, uh that their kid was going to go on to be something greater in the galaxy, had amazing abilities that would be able to to help people in a way that he couldn't do out here on this backwater planet. And uh, they they really believed it, and they tried to for a couple of years, but uh, losing your kid changes you. Uh, Even if you know that they're out there having an amazing life in the center of the galaxy... Uh, so they, their, their lives, they, they had nothing left in them. They were going through their work every day, but there was no passion left in it. And then one day they got an offer that would give their lives meaning again. Uh, Elizabeth wouldn't share the name of, of who they were going to go work for with me, um, but she asked me to, to fake their fake their death certificates so that the two of them could uh, could disappear. And you don't know where they went. Doran mentioned it was uh, the unknown regions. That's where they were heading towards. And I mean, they're the unknown regions. They could absolutely be dead. Nobody's heard from them in five years. But you can't tell him that they're out in the unknown regions. He'd just try to run again. And next time, he might not fall in with such a nice group of people. I understand. So 
just tell him that his parents can't see him. Tell him that they love him more than their own lives. But they've got to respect what the Jedi asked. Very well. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Thank you. Yeah. If you can be thanked for that. It's not fair, but um, life out here on the Outer Rim never is. I understand. It's not fair anywhere, actually. <clears throat> Too true. Very well. And I'll uh, be on my way then. Yep. Curl kind of holds out a hand towards the door and escorts the Moncal out. And uh, as you guys uh, leave, you definitely see um, right now A1 has a starfish stuck to the side of his dome as Castian is uh, decorating him with seashells and other uh, other things that he could pick up. And Corral kind of stops at the end of the ramp as the Mon Cal walks off. Did Nasinda come with? Yeah, Nasinda's trailing behind. She stops and just kind of is looking at A1 and Castian. It's like, I don't really like this part. It never gets easier. No, it doesn't. It doesn't ever. But I don't think it ever will. What do you think? The truth or a pretty, pretty lie that maybe will hurt now, but let him sleep at night eventually? Honestly, I'd go for the truth, but that's not very nice. And he is still pretty young. Yeah, I think you're right. I can handle this if you, if you want to see what Tazi found out and see if there's any more threat. Yeah. I'll go right. find Tazi. And Kirill kind of reaches out and just takes your hand and squeezes it for a second. And then starts walking over towards A1 and Castian. Yeah, as soon as he spots you, Castian runs up to you, his feet uh, fill, uh, covered with sand, and he just grins. Are we going now? Okay, can you come over here by the ramp? We need to have a quick talk. He frowns a little bit, but follows through. He, he walks up to you. Kirill walks, kind of sits on the ramp and... Kind of reaches out and just brushes his feet off a little bit so he doesn't track sand into the ship. Or not much, anyway. Castian, I spoke with that Mon Calamari doctor, and I have some very difficult news to tell you. Your parents passed away a couple of years ago. They continued to work here with the different clinics, and apparently they're quite revered as heroes here, but it's been a couple years since they passed away. Castian is silent for a long time before his face just twists in, in anger. Corot reaches out to put a hand on your shoulder. He, he slaps her hand away and says, Jedi always lie. I don't believe you. Just take me back to the temple. Fine. I get it. I would let you see them if they were alive, if they were here. Castian just marches up the ramp and shakes his head. And just looks back towards uh, you. And he sees something very uncharacteristic for a Jedi. Something he's probably never seen at the temple. But Corell actually, her eyes are full of tears and one kind of falls down her face. She's obviously very upset to have to tell you this. My parents aren't dead. I would have felt it. Because that's what people do. That's 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 what the Jedi say. You feel things. And I would have felt it. And you know what? I know what this is. You just want to keep me at the temple like everyone else. Well, you know what? Fine. But I'm going to find them one day. And then we're going to leave and we're never going to have to deal with stupid Jedi again. I hate the Jedi. I hate every one of you. And I I hope you lose this war and I hope they all kill you. 
and Castian is marching angrily up the ramp. Corel just kind of closes her eyes and takes a deep breath and just turns her face back around to look out over at the beach and doesn't say anything and doesn't chase after him. So between uh, Isla and Nasinda doing a little bit of tracking, plus talking to the pirate captain when she is uh, feeling a little better uh, after being treated here in the ship, it comes to pass that there's maybe half a dozen people in her outfit. And if she's not going to be around, the whole organization is going to fall apart. This was no organized crime syndicate. This was a couple of bad apples who th- thought they'd found an easy mark and they did they made out pretty well for a while but they were obviously no match for actual jedis showing up there's a couple little montage scenes where Corel walks up to the open snuggle pod to try and entice castian to eat castian just doesn't listen he he might uh, you'll notice like if you leave food out for him he'll eat but in the end yeah he's just done with this conversation with people um with everything he just wants to be alone you know, he doesn't believe that his parents are dead. He doesn't believe that at all. But he doesn't want to... I mean, he just doesn't want to talk about it. He thinks you guys are just tricking him to get uh, to take him back to the temple. And he's an eight-year-old, so it's pretty hard to convince him otherwise right now. Yeah, and even though the, you know there's obviously time passing and the droids come back on the ship and the ship takes off and heads out, Corell keeps trying. Like, not pressuring him to believe it, but just trying to be nice to him because she knows that she hurt him horribly and that he's in a lot of pain and she's just trying to be supportive without stepping on him and uh for a last scene for castian as you drop him off at the temple and you march him down uh, the ramp uh, he's met by a, a jedi a syrian jedi who you know offers him a friendly enough smile and reaches out to place a hand on his shoulder but he just brushes past her uh, moving off towards a couple of the younglings who were following her. Uh, one in particular is a pink-skinned girl around his same age who is a um, Zeltron, clearly. And uh, the Syrian gives a um, sad smile towards whoever's walking him down the ramp. And then they just turn in there and she's leading them off. And the last thing uh, Casting will do is shoot a glance over his shoulder, glowering at, I'm guessing Corral would probably be there. She's 100% feeling responsible for this, so... Yeah. Castian shoots her uh, a glance, anger in his eyes, and then he just turns away and he keeps on uh, moving off towards uh, the temple. Corel just watches him go until he's out of sight and then turns and walks back onto the ship. Okay. Anything else that the Kralitzfang crew wants to do? Say thank you very much to Angela and Billy for coming on <laughs> and playing an awesome game with us. Yeah, this was incredibly fun. Thank you guys so much for joining thank us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, nice meeting thank you. you for yeah you too thank you for letting us explore a little bit of uh castian's backstory letting us uh guest star and i'm glad that we could make this work logistically both in the fiction and just in real life i know getting this many people together for any period of time is a, a <laughs> big task yeah yeah i mean Absolutely. you you know angela i'll play pretty much anything you want to run so you know <laughs> ditto that uh that that stands uh, for eternity uh-huh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And it's always a pleasure playing with all of you. I would appear at a table with any of you, anytime, anywhere. Hooray! 
This episode's Patreon backer is somebody named Christopher Tate. Christopher, thank you very much for everything you do for us. It's really appreciated. And I didn't get a I second page. I think that's I think that's enough. Okay, yeah. I thought I was a no, second no, page good. to no. this script. Okay. No. Uh hey, it's A1. Just wanted you guys to know that Redemption is played using the Star Wars role-playing system by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Anybody ever wants to get a hold of us, the ship's com code is at Redemption Pod. Uh, plus, don't tell anybody, but I put a Hollownet page up for us. Uh, it's redemptionpodcast.com. And uh, if you can, get on your datapad there and like us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, maybe Stitcher, or whatever other podcatcher you use. Uh, it'd be nice if other people could listen to us. And if uh, you ever want to support us and maybe throw us some credits, uh, you could visit patreon.com slash redemption. I promise I'll use your credits wisely and won't go gambling. Really, I won't. Don't look at me that way. A1, who are you talking to? <clears throat> ah, goodbye. See you next time. <laughs>